and welcome to episode 298 of the Veg Grow podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow food in my allotment and garden. Today is the 30th of April 2020. Coming up today, I'm going to share with you a few rhubarb recipes. But firstly, what have I been up to today? Well, another wet, windy day, which meant I spent most of my working time inside the potting shed. Now, while I was in there, I potted up and staked up a great number of plants. Similar to what I was doing yesterday down on the allotment, just using barbecue skewers, tying the various plants to that. And these were my other tomatoes, my outdoor tomatoes, my cucumbers, my peppers, my spare aubergines, just plants like that, just making sure they are all tied in and secure and also in a big enough plot that they can start to grow a bit bigger. I am noticing that some of them, especially the ones under the lights, are really growing quite well and off to a really fantastic start. I just can't wait to get these outside. I'm just waiting for another couple of weeks when many of these plants will get outside. After that, I then sowed some sweet corn and some winter squash. Now the sweet corn, I just put an individual seed in an individual root trainer and that'll be all I need to do. The squash, however... Well, the winter squash, a yellow scallop, because I still had room in my root trainer, I sewed those into there individually, each to their own root trainer. But there was two varieties, one called mashed potato and one called boiled potato. Now, these are new seeds that I have brought this year and they're a bit of an experiment. And I sewed an individual seed into some cardboard pots that I have found lying around. These are about three inch pots, so plenty of space for them to grow. And hopefully as these plants will grow, I can just then take those plants and pot them straight outside. That's the plan. Whether it works out that way, we will find out. Now, I mentioned that these varieties were called mashed potato and boiled potato. And I only discovered these this year when I saw an advertising blurb about them. And the idea with these potatoes is that they are going to taste like either mashed potato or boiled potato, respectively, but with less carbs. Now, whether that is going to be the case is what I'm going to be looking forward to finding out throughout the winter months. Being a squash, being a winter squash particularly, these will store really well throughout the winter, providing they're pot into storage the right way. After that, I've watered these seeds and put them in the shelf in the potting shed where hopefully they will be able to grow. Now, following on from that, I walked past my quail cage and my quail has started laying eggs. Only one a day and the first one started yesterday. I forgot to mention it yesterday, but we had another one today. So I think only one out of the two females are laying an egg at the moment. But the other one will probably start laying an egg quite soon. I'm quite glad because I was starting to think it was a little bit late for them to start laying eggs. And I thought perhaps I had a couple of duffed birds. Fortunately, that's not the case. It was just a case that they are still a bit on the young side. Now they're laying eggs. Tomorrow being the 1st of May is when I would usually start incubating quail eggs. I'm not going to have enough eggs to do that with necessarily right now. But I'm certainly going to try it and hopefully we can get some more females to get our stocks up. After that, I then spent some time in the kitchen making some rhubarb ice cream. And that is why I've came up with a thought of what I'm going to be talking about rhubarb recipes today. 
So that's what I've been up to today. What about yourself? Please let me know what you've been doing and uh, share with us your experience. Now, like many of us, I have a huge glut of rhubarb. And although I love rhubarb and it's a very, very welcome food source, there is only so many crumbles that we can eat throughout a year. And I find that crumbles, I love crumbles, don't get me wrong, but after a while they can get a bit boring. So I'm always trying to think of something different I can do. And rhubarb is one of those food sources that I get huge gluts of. I've experimented and tried several things over the years that just make things a bit different. Now, firstly, of course, there's rhubarb crumble. Now, rhubarb crumble is one of the easiest desserts that we can make. Simply stew the rhubarb in a bit of water and sugar, place that in the bottom of a, a roasting pan, add on top the crumble top, which I make from oats and flour, and then bake in the oven. I'm not going to go too much into the recipes today. This is just going to be throwing out ideas. But I will add links to various recipes on the blog post for this podcast. So yes, rhubarb crumble straight away. Other than rhubarb crumble, one of the most other common recipes that we have is rhubarb pie. Very, very easy to do and I will link to that recipe. I won't go into that just now. Now, a couple of years ago, somebody sent me a recipe for rhubarb sorbet. And that is absolutely delicious. Very, very easy to do, actually. And it was just a nice way to start the summer by having that ready in the freezer. So to make rhubarb sorbet, it's 500 grams of rhubarb, 225 grams of caster sugar, the juice of one lemon and 150 ml of water. And we simply cut the rhubarb into two centimetre chunks, place all the ingredients in a pan and cook for about 15 to 20 minutes until the rhubarb is really, really soft. Allow that to cool, then run through a liquidizer. And then we either take that liquid and we churn it in an ice cream maker or we just put it in a container with a lid and freeze. Every hour, if we're doing the freezer method, we have to stir it just to stop ice crystals from forming. And after about four to six hours, that sorbet will be set. Now, I mentioned an ice cream maker in there. And I also mentioned that I made rhubarb ice cream today. And this was actually very, very delicious. We had it for our, our um, dessert this evening as uh, we were feeling a bit pushing about out, shall we say. Now, I have to say, I want to thank Jen, who sent me this recipe. And she found it on Tesco's. And we tried it today. It was so good that I thought I'd talk about it. So 250 mils of double cream with 75 mils of milk and two teaspoons of vanilla extract. Pop those into a pan, bring to the boil and mix them. Take off the heat and then whisk together three egg yolks with 60 grams of caster sugar in a separate bowl until real pale and thick. Then add that to the milk and cream mixture and bring back to the boil. Make sure the egg doesn't scramble by stirring the whole time. What we're basically making there is a bit of a custard mixture. Now keep stirring this and just keep it over low heat until it sets. Usually about six to eight minutes, but you want it so it coats the back of a wooden spoon really nicely. Like I say, think of a custard and that's all we're really making here. Once that is done, leave that to cool. Then place 500 grams of rhubarb chopped up in with about 125 grams of caster sugar, a bit of vanilla extract, about a teaspoon, and a bit of water. 
just in a saucepan, bring to the simmer and simmer over medium heat until the rhubarb is really nice and soft. Now what I did here is actually I squashed it with a bit of a masher as well to really get that rhubarb juice out. I then turned the heat up and got that really, really nice and boiling just to evaporate off some of that water. After about 10 minutes, I then strained this through a sieve and collected the liquid. I allowed both of these to cool. About two hours was enough for these to cool. And I then placed this into our ice cream maker to churn. This was pretty successful, I have to admit, because we have an ice cream maker. But there is no reason that, again, like I just said with a sorbet mixture, pot it in a freezer and just turn it every hour. Rhubarb cordial. Now, this is a absolute... Corker. I made this ooh, about two years ago, I think, and I've put the recipe on the VegGrab podcast. And I was really, really surprised on how this turned out. So we took a kilo of rhubarb and a thumb-sized piece of ginger, chopped it all together and put in a pan with about 100ml of water. Put a lid on the pan and brought the water up to a boil, then reduced the heat to a simmer and then waited for the rhubarb to go soft, stirring occasionally just to stop it from catching. We then strained that liquid through a sieve overnight and left it to strain overnight. Next day, I measured out the liquid and poured the liquid into a pan and then I added 500 grams of sugar per litre of liquid and then gently heated that up until the sugar is dissolved and then I stored that into sterilised bottles. Then after that, when I wanted a glass of rhubarb cordial, just simply pot one part cordial to three parts water into a glass. I like it quite strong, so you might want to pot that more to one part cordial to four parts water. But really, I absolutely love this. And this is something that I'm going to be making again this year because it was just so, so tasty. Now, a few years ago, I made a rhubarb chutney and this absolutely surprised the living pants out of me because this was so so good i was really really surprised that rhubarb really worked in a chutney now this was 900 grams of rhubarb 900 grams of sugar 450 grams of sultanas 250 ml of vinegar i used an apple cider vinegar bit of salt bit of ground ginger one onion a finely chopped teaspoon of chili powder and a half teaspoon of pepper put all these ingredients into a big pan Pot it on the hob and gave it a really good, good stir. Brought to a boil and then reduced the heat to a simmer and left to cook until we had a really thick mixture. Found about two hours was about enough time, but you want to be able to pull the spoon through the mixture and that the mixture doesn't immediately rush to fill back that gap that you've just drawn through the mixture. I then poured this mixture into a sterilised jars fitted the lids and then I've left that to cool somewhere cool dry and dark now we can use it immediately but better is to leave it for a couple of months two three months for the flavors to really develop and it really really did work quite well now my final kind of rhubarb recipe idea is rhubarb strudel now I haven't made this for a long time so if you want to find out how to make rhubarb strudel, just head to the VegGrow podcast and uh, I'll leave it up there. Well, that's a few ideas that I have with you for what we can do with rhubarb. I know I've had a lot of questions about this, so please, please do spread the word. 
If you've got anything that you like to do with rhubarb, then please let me know. Now you can email me, richard at theveggroundpodcast.co.uk or you can leave a comment on the website at theveggroundpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social, just search for The Veg Ground Podcast. But for today, please take care and I'll see you again next time. <laughs>